0: Hey, thanks so much for joining us on our channel today. We wanna to encourage you to subscribe and like today's video. Also, today's word is brought to you by our truth partners. These are people who want to financially invest to help us get this message of truth to around the nation and around the world. You can become a truth partner today by simply going to creativechurch.com give. Again, thank you for partnering with us on this message of truth. And thank you for liking and subscribing to today's video. God bless you. Pray this sermon blesses your life. If you have your Bibles, would you stand with me? Don't make a noise, you'll give away your age if you, you make noises standing up. But we, we, we stand for the reading of God's word. We, we believe in honoring God's word, amen. If you have your Bibles, go with me to the book of Luke, the book of Luke, chapter eight. And we're gonna dive into a powerful, very familiar story uh, surrounding um, this lovely woman and our Savior, Jesus. The book of Luke, chapter 8. I'll begin reading at verse 40. While you're looking, let me just echo uh, what Andrew said, um, that I want to encourage you to pray uh, for this good Friday service coming up at Andover. It's the first time we've ever come together as a church to do something at that location. And I want to encourage you, take... uh, Take at least one of these on your way out, just one even, uh, or a sign to put in your, your, your yard or whatever. Um, but more importantly than taking it, I want, I want to ask you to pray over it, that God would direct you, uh, uh, who to give that to, that invite. Um, I think if we all just invite at least one person this Easter. Uh, but more importantly, I want to ask you to pray for those that are gonna be coming this Easter because you win people through prayer before you ever win them through preaching. You win them through prayer. You're in the room today because somebody prayed for you. Somebody prayed for you. Whether you're here and you're like, somebody drugged me here, I don't even know where I'm at, they promised me a hamburger after this or something, I don't know what they told you, but you're here today because somebody prayed for you and you're not here by chance or by accident. You are so valued and loved by the Lord. And take that three-visit challenge and give us the opportunity to talk to you about um, the one who changed all of our lives, and his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. The book of Luke, chapter chapter 8, verse 40. It says, And it came to pass that when Jesus returned that the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was the ruler of the synagogue. And uh, I guess quick commercial clip, next Sunday we're going to be talking about Jairus. Uh, But Jairus was the ruler of the synagogue. He was a part of the Sanhedrin. He was a part of the religion and the religious uh, order of that day. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come to his house. Now, you got to remember, the Sanhedrin, the religious order, was completely opposed to Jesus. But this guy who's a leader in the Sanhedrin is now at the feet of Jesus, begging Jesus to come to his house. See, sometimes you don't realize God is all you need till God's all you've got. I know you can't say amen and, and, and you can't act like you can't worship and you can't shout and you can't clap clap and you can't do it. Let things get bad enough. Yeah. See, see preaching, preaching on prayer don't make people pray. You know what makes people pray? Trouble. Trouble. But the secret to keeping your blessing. Is understanding the same thing it took to get it? Is the same thing it's going to take to keep it? He begged Jesus to come to his house. Why? Because he had one daughter. And his daughter was 12 years of age and she lay dying. And Jesus went and walked amongst this crowd of people and they, they were, the Bible says in the King James, they thronged him. They were just pushing all around him. And a woman with the issue of blood that she had had for 12 years and she had spent all her money on physicians and none of them could help her. She had this issue for 12 years. Interesting note, this woman had this issue of blood for 12 years, Jairus' daughter was 12 years old. That Jairus' daughter was born at the same time that this woman's issue appeared and she came behind Jesus and she touched the border of his garment, the fringe, what Jewish people call the Tzitzit. And immediately, everybody say immediately. Does anybody believe in immediate miracles today? Anybody believe in that? Immediate miracles. We had an immediate miracle in the 830 service, an immediate miracle. Her issue with blood was healed. And Jesus asked the question, he said, who touched me? Who touched me? And they all denied. Peter said, Master, what are you talking about? We're in a multitude, we're in a, we're in a mob, we're in a crowd. Everybody's touching you, I'm touching you. The disciples, everybody's touching you. He said, no, somebody touched me. It was different because I felt healing virtue flow out of me. I felt, I felt healing leave my body. Verse 47, a woman saw that she was not hidden she came trembling and fell down before him and she declared unto him before all the people that she had caused this because she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And Jesus said unto her, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith. Thy faith. Anybody in the room got faith today? Come on. Thy faith has made you whole. Twelve long years this woman suffered. She had spent all her money, but hear me, her poverty did not stop her from getting the promise of God in her life. No matter what you've been through, no matter what you've gone through, it cannot stop the blessing of God and the miracle that God has for your life. So let's take a moment today and let's look at this story through there.
1: Don't touch it. And I know. dead who are you what's happened did did someone hurt you i'm not hurt you need a doctor does your head feel like can, can, can you see clearly listen you don't have to help me go into town and get the doctor no don't i've wasted all my money on doctors Maybe he could help. The Master has not been out to the public. What are you talking about? We're followers of a rabbi. Very special one. A different kind of doctor. No. Different kinds of doctors only make things worse. She doesn't want this. That might not be safe right now. Sorry. Shalom. Wait! This rabbi of yours, you said he was special? The most. Is he the man who healed the paralytic at the pool of Bethesda? (laughs) And so many more. You know him? Where his followers? (laughs) Where is he now? Uh, uh, I will talk to him until I'm clean, of course, but I just need a moment. And if he's the holy man they say he is, I don't need to waste his time. I I could just touch his garment.
0: That's a superstition.
1: Maybe for other holy men, but I'm not talking about other holy men. I'm talking about him. I've heard what he can do, and and I saw him give his sermon. I'm talking about him, his garment. I understand. I'm unable to go to synagogue. My father just told me, I've I've got no one. Come all this way.
0: This woman with the issue of blood teaches us some really powerful, powerful lessons. One is that she chooses to put a demand on the presence of God. She chooses to put a demand on a touch with Jesus. This woman had spent everything she had on what the Bible calls worthless physicians. For God's sakes, if you can't help me, leave me alone. She had spent all her money I don't know how much money she had, but it took her 12 years to run through it. Some of you can run through your money in 12 days, 12 hours if it's Amazon. (laughs) Hey, I just want to take a moment and let you know that today's sermon is brought to you by our Truth Partners. If you're interested in being a Truth Partner, simply go to creativechurch.com slash give and select Truth Partners today. Again, please subscribe and like today's video. It's blessing you, it's blessing your family, and hey, let's get back to the word. 12 years, and she has spent all her money on worthless physicians. But this story teaches us that God wants us to partner with him in our miracles. That we have some, at some level, we have some level of personal responsibility to respond and be hungry for the things of God. You see, Jesus was not just God, but he was God manifest in the flesh. That when he was born, they called it Emmanuel, which means God tabernacled with us. Not just the omnipresence of God, because God is everywhere, but this was the manifest presence of God that he was literally with us. John 1.14 says, and the word became flesh. The word, the word of God, the Torah literally became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld the wonder of his glory, the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Because grace lets you belong, but only truth sets you free. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. How many of you are thankful for a church that preaches grace and truth? Come on, amen. And not ashamed of the truth of Jesus. And this woman, the Bible says, with an issue of blood. Some people can't describe what a woman is. The Bible can. This is a woman. The Bible calls her a woman with this issue of blood. And... She puts a demand on the presence of God. One thing I learned about people is that you can be in church and not touch Jesus. You can be around Jesus and not touch him. The disciples around him. Everybody's touching him, but everybody didn't get a miracle. She got a miracle. Why? Because you can be around him but not touch the manifest presence of God. She touched him. She put a demand on the anointing. She decided, I'm going to do something to get my miracle. I'm not leaving the way I came. There's an old song that says, I won't leave the way I came. In Jesus' name, bound, oppressed, tormented, sick or lame, for the Holy Ghost of Acts is still the same. You won't leave. Turn to somebody and say, you won't leave the way you came. You're not gonna leave the way that you came. Matthew 5 and 6 says, he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. That there's some hunger. that that there is some criteria that God puts in our miracle that we've gotta be hungry for it, that we've gotta be thirsty for it, that there can be people in this room who are like, when's this over? And then there's somebody sitting next to them and tears are running on their face and they're in the presence of God so much, they got so touched from God that they had to pull over on 35W because they couldn't drive because the Holy Spirit came and sat in the car with them and had to wipe tears out of their eyes. And there's somebody who got nothing out of it, why? It's because somebody put a demand on the anointing of God. Somebody said, I'm gonna touch him. C.S. Lewis says, opportunities and miracles are moving towards you or they're moving past you. But she heard that Jesus was there. She heard, she heard, she heard it. The first thing that happened was she heard. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church that while I'm talking, there are people who are hearing, there's people who are not hearing. You gotta learn to believe what you hear When it comes to the Word of God, I choose to believe it. I choose to put my faith towards it, that Abraham believed God, and the Bible says it was counted unto him as righteousness. Do you believe the Word of God? I heard that he's a healer, but do you believe that he is a healer? That we have some level of personal responsibility and I need to partner with God on my miracle. I'm through blaming people. I'm here to take personal responsibility. This woman refused to accept her sickness. I love that because I've been pastoring for 20 years and I've seen people accept their sickness. I've seen people accept depression. I've seen people accept fear and anxiety and sickness and pain and worry and they decorate their prison. This woman, this woman is an amazing woman because this woman refused to accept her sickness. She's a fighter, she's been fighting for 12 years. For 12 years, she's been fighting for, whether it be fighting for your marriage or fighting for your children or fighting for your health or fighting for that business, whatever it was, she just refused to lay back. And she said, I'm gonna fight, I'm gonna fight. And even after now, she's lost everything. No one has touched her in 12 years. And she's completely alone. She spent all of her money And there she is, and she says, where is he? If I can touch the hem of his garment, I can be made whole. If I can touch him. This woman got healed because of the story she told herself. She told herself over and over and over, if I'm able to touch, if I'm able to touch, if I'm able to touch, if I can just touch, if I can just touch. The Bible says she said within herself. See, sometimes the enemy loves to throw those lies at you and throw fear and all those attacks that come against our mind. That's why you've got to put on the whole armor of God. Jesus just didn't take the stripes on his back. There was also a crown of thorns, which I believe was for our mental health. Somebody say amen. He bore it on his head. And when the enemy begins to throw those lies at you, I'm going to lose this, I'm going to lose my kids, I'm going to lose my marriage, I'm going to lose my health, I'm going to lose this, I'm going to die, i got this, i got that disease, this disease, that, all that kind of stuff. The Bible says she just had to tell herself over and over and over and over again, if I may but touch, if I may but touch, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. That she put a demand on the anointing, and you can put a demand on the anointing today, you can leave here and everything be exactly the same. I have been pastoring 20 years, and I've seen people come to church and leave exactly the same. I've seen people go in a baptismal tank and come out exactly the same, except they were wet, but nothing had changed in their life. And and I'm telling you, you today can put a demand on the anointing, or it can just be another service. It can just be another Sunday, or you can get your miracle. 2000 years ago, no one questioned his ability to heal, they questioned his ability to save. 2000 years later none of you question his ability to save but you question his ability to heal God still heals. We serve a God that does miracles. We serve a God that's able to do exceedingly abundantly and above all that we may ask or even think. According to the power that worketh within us. 12 years 12 years of sickness, and immediately she was healed. 12 years of addiction, and immediately was healed. 12 years of poverty, and immediately was healed. 12 years, 12 long years. It's not, it's not can you pray, it's how long can you pray. It's not can you believe, how long can you believe. This woman was tenacity. She was a fighter. She didn't give up, she didn't quit. She refused to believe that this is my story. I refuse to accept this having this problem for 12 years does not destroy the integrity of my faith. We serve a God that does immediate miracles. Immediate miracles. And she reached out her hand to touch Jesus. Jesus had this garment on him. And at the bottom of these robes that a rabbi, a priest, would wear, there were these blue and white tassels, which Jewish people called the titsi, which was symbolic of the word of God. That when she reached out, she was was reaching out, and she touched it. She says, if I may but just touch the hem of his garment. But when she touched the hem, Jesus didn't say, who touched my hem? Jesus said, who touched me? Because Jesus was the word. The TC represented the word. She touched the word. And she was instantly healed. I'm telling you, if you will reach out today and touch the Word of God, if you will activate your faith, it's about your faith. Jesus told this woman, your faith has made you whole. It's not about my hand or somebody else's hand. It's not about if I can get in this church or get in. I watch people with the Asbury Revival, which I think is amazing. But I watch people who who would get on a plane and fly to a place because they thought it was about a location. It wasn't about a location. It was about your faith. That instead of getting on a plane, if you would just get in your car and come to God with the same, with the same expectancy, he would meet you in your living room. That it's not about being in a certain location. It's about putting my faith in action. It's about faith. It's about my faith. And she told this story over and over to herself. And she says, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. And all of this happened with just one touch.
1: Oh, what's going on? Where are you going? The preacher, they say he's going to do a miracle. Even you should be there. James Jones, what is this? We don't know any more than you do. Come on. Make room. Three people. Warm back. Warm back. Okay. Let us through. Please. Please come back. Sir. I promise. I promise. Give, please us please. Come give, back. give us some space. Give us some space. Give us some space. Come back. come back. I promise. Come on. Back. Let us through. Let us pressing down the rope ahead. Please. Let us through. Let everyone, make room. Please. Stay back. Please. Everyone, just keep I got the mistake. Seven years? What's going on? It's
0: Simon's house. need
1: to get through. Come back. A rabbi has a It's rabbi. Stay here. A rabbi has a pressing matter ahead. He Promise you will come back. And see, to going
0: stay back. Stay back, everyone.
1: A uh, rabbi has a pressing matter ahead. He Touch.
0: this woman who the bible refers to in all four gospels i don't know if you know that but this story is in all four gospels it's so moved to the disciples that that they wrote about it and this woman whom the bible labels the woman with the issue of of blood We do not know her name. We're not given her name. She's labeled by her condition. Isn't it funny how society can label you by your condition and not your name? Convict, drug addict. The things that you may be struggling with and making you put your identity in what you did or making you put your identity in what you struggled with or wrapping all of your identity in your past. She's trying to get to Jesus, and she's trying to fight back the crowd. The crowd's trying to stop her. Not only that, but it is unlawful for her to even be out in public. Leviticus says, and they would follow the Torah, that If a woman was unclean, she had to set her aside herself for X amount of days and wash, nobody could touch her. She had, basically was an outcast at that time, but this woman had an issue. And an issue is not necessarily a problem if the issue stops. Like there's certain things that are okay and it's like it makes sense and it's normal and you know, it's it's okay for, for women to have a cycle. It's okay for there to be storms in our life and they come and go, but what do you do when they don't stop? What do you do when the issue doesn't stop? What do you do when the crisis doesn't stop? And now you're living with it for 12 years, and she's she's breaking the law to get out here. This woman is so courageous that she's willing to stand in the face of men. She's willing to stand in the face of culture. She's willing to stand in the face of society or anything they throw at her to get to Jesus. And even when she finally breaks all of that and she gets out there, now you've got disciples trying to stop her from getting to Jesus. It is shocking to me how many Christians can stop people from getting to Jesus. And she does not come to him on her feet. She comes to him on her knees, crawling, getting through the crowd. And she reaches out and she says, if I can just but touch I don't even have to touch him if I can just touch what's connected to him. It reminds me of the woman who went to Jesus and said, Jesus, will you heal my daughter? And Jesus said, it's not for me to give the king's bread to dogs. She could have got offended. We live in a world of such offense. Jesus called this woman a dog. It's not for me to give the king's bread to dogs. But her response was so beautiful. She said, but Lord, even the dogs get the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And because she was unoffendable, she got her miracle. She said, I don't need the whole loaf. I just need the crumb because if you have a loaf of bread, if you look at the crumb and you send the crumb to a chemist, whatever is in the loaf is in the crumb. If there's healing in the loaf, there's healing in the crumb. If there's deliverance in the loaf, then there's deliverance in the crumb. If there's provision and joy in the loaf, then there's provision and joy in the crumb. I don't need the whole thing. Just give me. This is the kind of desperation we've got to have when we come in God's presence. This whole little cute, I'm in church, I'm too cool, I'm somebody, I got a degree, I make six figures, I drove this here, I live in this neighborhood, means nothing when you need a miracle from God. It means nothing. Your title means nothing when you need a touch from Jesus. Away with this little cute religion where we come and sing three, three little songs and get three little points and walk out the same way we came and there's no power in our life. We need the power of God in our life. And I'm going to tell you something, this next generation wants a move of God more than ever before. They're through with church. They're through with religion. They're through with made-up philosophies. They're through with man-made entertainment. They want a touch from the Lord. And this woman... Gets on her knees and she says, if I may but touch, everybody is looking at her. They're gasping. They cannot believe this woman. And the woman everybody else called, the woman with the issue of blood, Jesus calls her daughter. Daughter. He takes upon himself the role of a father. And he gives identity to a woman who had lost her dignity lost her wealth, lost her family. She's completely alone. There is nothing worse than being alone in a crowd, surrounded by people, but you're alone. In a marriage, and you're alone. See, because you can be single and not be alone, and you can be married and still be alone. There are people in this room that you have completely left your spouse emotionally. You haven't left physically, but you've left emotionally. That's one of the beautiful things about Jesus is he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. It kind of sounds like I'll never leave you nor leave you. But what he's saying is I'll never leave you physically and I'll never abandon you emotionally. I am stable and consistent in your life. And he realizes how long she's been like this. He realizes he's on his way to another miracle. And this woman puts a demand on the anointing. She interrupts Jesus. She stops him. He says, who touched me? They said, Lord, everybody's touching you. He says, no, somebody touched me because I felt healing and virtue flow out of me. And her even confessing it was her put her at risk of being arrested. And Jesus tells her, your faith, has made you whole. It's not that Jesus touched her. So many times we come to church wanting on, I want the pastor to touch me, I want this person to touch me. If I can get to that church, if I can get this person to pray for me or that, it's not about a touch from anybody but Jesus. And Jesus didn't even touch this woman. Jesus never prayed for this woman. She touched him. Could it be that we come to church waiting on God to touch us when we should reach out and touch him. That we should reach out and put a demand on the anointing. If people don't like it, if people talk about me, if 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 they if they're haters, haters are gonna hate. to be hungry, if we go to the buffet and we sit down and eat, and you eat a couple little things and you're like, oh, I'm full, and you want me to be done because you're done. You got places to go. You start looking at your watch. You start looking at your phone. You start talking about... I'm not going to let your small capacity (laughs) intimidate me from getting everything that God has for me. Just because you're done with worship doesn't mean I'm done. Just because you got through saying hallelujah doesn't mean I was done. Just because you clapped twice and sat down doesn't mean I'm done worshiping. Doesn't mean I've come today to put a demand on the anointing of God. I am not here to be cute. I'm not here to be entertained. I'm not here to see who came. I came to get a touch from the master because just one touch will heal my marriage and just one touch will heal my body and just one touch could heal my children. I'm not here to entertain anybody. I'm not here to be cute. I'm not here to be seen. I'm here to fight through the crowd. I'm here to push through the distractions. I'm here to look beyond the people who look at me and criticize me and say, I'm here for him. Laugh at me if you please. Mock me if you will. But I will not leave the way I came. And I will touch my Savior. And I will get a demand and a miracle and an anointing from the one who made me. I am not what I did. I am not my condition. I am not whoever the last person who touched me said I was. Our world says you got drunk, you must be an alcoholic. You went to jail, so you're a felon the rest of your life. You had a homosexual experience, so you're a homosexual. Our world tells you you are your actions, but not our Savior. You are the righteousness of God revealed to this generation. You are the head and not the tail. You are above, (laughs) not beneath. And if God be for you, he is more than the world against you. Put a demand on the anointing today. And ask yourself the question, what would you be willing to do to get to Jesus?
1: Thread. One thread. Just, just the edge. Only a threat. You! I know you! Get away from him! Stop it, please! Rabbi Yusuf! Rabbi Yusuf! This woman bleeds. She is unclean. We removed her. Please, please. I promise I won't touch him. I, I just oh, need woman, to... woman, please. We can help you, but not now. Okay. Oh, sorry. Right, oh, please. Just a moment. I asked the question, who touched me? Master, the crowds are pressing in all around you like this, and you're asking who touched you? They all have. Someone touched me. I felt that power went out of me. Touched me. Come forward, teacher. It was me. Just the fringe of your garment, only the edge, I promise. You are not unclean. Why my garment? I'm sorry. I I know I should have asked. But if if you touched me, it would make you ritually unclean according to the law. I I was sick. I was sick for 12 years. I bled, and, and no one could stop it. But, but I believed if I could just touch a piece of your garment. <laughs> and I was right. I was <laughs> Thank you. Who told you I could heal? A man from the pool. <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> the blood has ceased. my daughter I'm no one's daughter anymore Look up Yes you are Daughter It wasn't my piece of clothing that healed you But it was instant, I felt it right away. I know. But it wasn't this. It was your faith. Teacher, she was bleeding so long. We can take her. She is clean. God blessed me today. And I know. My daughter, I know it has been a fight for you for so long. You must be exhausted. Go now in peace. Your faith has made you well. to do
0: Come on. you've done no matter how many times you've done it no matter what's been done to you we serve a God that's here today to wash you and cleanse you of all
1: your sins
0: to heal you of your past so that you can be blessed for your future the future you it's counting on the you, you now to put a demand on the presence of God. I don't know how you feel, but I'm so tired of religion. I'm so tired of every day feeling like the day before. Every week feeling like the week before. Every Sunday feeling like the Sunday before. I want a touch from Jesus. God is doing something very special in our church. There's like a presence that's so manifest. At our 830, this altar was just packed with hundreds of people. Saying, God, I need you to touch me. And it requires courage I I look at this woman the courage she took to to step out to fight through the crowd to call out her challenge in front of everybody I watch people they're not willing to take ten steps to an altar in front of people who say they love Jesus this woman just decided I am I am letting go of all of my pride I'm letting go of all of my guilt and all of my shame and I'm going for him I think it was one of the most beautiful altar calls I'd ever seen in my life the one touch from Jesus can heal you today one touch I don't know about a 12-step plan I don't know about a 26-step plan I know about one step one step to Jesus that'll change your life Some of you have read more books on marriage and it hasn't done anything for your marriage. One touch from Jesus can heal your marriage. Some of you can't get your kids to talk to you. One touch from Jesus can heal the relationship with your children. Some of you are sick in your body today. Physically sick in your body. And you don't know what to do. We serve a God that can heal you today. Nobody believed that Jesus could save, they all knew he could heal. Now all of you believe he can save, but do you believe he can heal? God can heal you today. Heal you of mental challenges, heal you of anxiety, depression, and fear. He can heal you today. And it's not about me touching you. It's about you touching him. It's about being hungry and thirsty to say, I need him in my life. And I'm gonna give you an altar call. I'm going to give you an opportunity to step out in faith and I'm going to give you an opportunity to come down to the front and I'm just going to pray a prayer for you before we go. And if you need a touch from Jesus today, I'd encourage you when I count to three to step out and push your way through the crowd. If you've got to come out of the stands and say, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. If you got to get past people, listen to me, nobody in this room can heal you except Jesus. That you can be in the crowd today. Be surrounded by people. Be surrounded by the church and not get what you need. It's your faith. Daughter, son, your faith has made you whole. And I don't know how you feel, but there's just things in my life that if God doesn't do it, it will not be done. There's things I'm believing for that if he does not do it, there's no chance this happens in my life. I don't know about you, but I have seen my own abilities. I've seen where I can get on my own, and let me tell you, it's not enough. It's not enough. I fall short every single time, and I need him. I'm desperate for him, and I'm going to count to three, and if that's you, same at our Spring Lake Park campus, if that's you, I want you to step out and come down here and let me pray a prayer over you, and let's see what God will do today. I believe there's enough faith in this room for somebody to get healed. I believe there's enough faith in this room for a marriage to be restored. I believe there's enough faith in this room for somebody to get set free from that addiction that you have been struggling with for more than 12 years. That's one. If you're contemplating it, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you today. That's what Jesus sounds like. And you're going to have to let go of your shame. And you're going to have to not care what people think about you. And you're going to have to say, none of these people can heal me. I need him. That's three. Come down to the front and let us pray. And let's touch Jesus today. Every single person that needs a touch from the Holy Spirit, make your way out. Make your way down here. Just make your way down here. I feel the Holy Spirit in this room. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's cheer them all. Come on, everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, come on. I see young people coming. Young people with no shame. Young people. I'm not going to be ashamed. Romans 1:16. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God under salvation to all those that believe. One touch, one touch, one touch, one touch, one touch, one touch. One touch. One touch. I want everybody who wants to touch him, would you just lift your hand as an act of faith? Would you pray this with me? Say, Jesus, I'm running to you. I'm touching you. Let healing flow into my life, that area of my life that's broken, that area of my life that's bleeding, that area of my life that I cannot fix, heal it today. I believe your word. I stand on your promises. You're not a man that you would lie I trust you with my life. I trust you with my future. I'm desperate for you. I've tried everything, and everything has failed. So I run to you. I'm not what I did. I'm not what people call me. I am your son or your daughter. heal me today set me free from every addiction set me free from my past so i can walk in my future i prophesy that he whom the son has set free is free indeed i am your child And I am clean in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Would you just lift that hand to the Lord one more time? Lord, as your servant, I declare freedom over every person in this room. I break addictions off of them. Addictions to alcohol, to drugs, prescription drugs, addictions to pornography, bitterness, unforgiveness. I remove the lie that they are damaged from molestation, damaged from rape. I speak healing over mental health right now in the name of Jesus. And I break anxiety and depression and fear and nightmares and suicidal thoughts off of you in Jesus' name. I speak healing over your body. And I claim Isaiah 53 over you that by his stripes you are healed. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet be made whole and be made well, that healing is the children's bread and that it was provided for us through the cross, Jesus Christ. That you sent your word, Jesus, and you healed our disease, and so we stand unashamed in the crowd today. Thanking you for our healing, as a son and daughter, that our marriages are healed, that our relationships are healed. I speak healing in the finances, and I speak healing over sickness and disease. I take authority over cancer. Everybody say this with me, say sickness is illegal in my body. Say, sickness is illegal in my body. Sickness is illegal in my body. Cancer is illegal in my body. Diabetes is illegal in my body. Arthritis is illegal in my body. Migraines are illegal in my body. Blood issues are illegal in my body depression is illegal in my body anxiety is illegal in my body and by his stripes i wish that somebody who believed it by his stripes come on he bled for our healing by his stripes i am in Jesus' name. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Come on, your faith has made you whole. Do you believe it? Your faith presence of Jesus. I'm going to let you go, but listen to me. You are clean. clean. I love in the clip where that religious person wanted to speak up and Jesus says, she is clean. She's clean. When you walk out of here and the enemy wants to tell you a lie, he wants to remind you of what you did, just say, I am clean because the only thing stronger than a thought is a word. Hey, if this sermon bless you and your family, I wanna encourage you to be a truth partner. You can do that by simply going to creativechurch.com slash give and partnering with us to help get this message of truth out to more people in our nation and around the world. It is our truth partners that make this a reality. Again, thank you for subscribing to our channel. Thank you for liking today's
1: video. We'll see you back here on the channel real soon.